we went out and have just absolutely roundhouse kicked two, well, one very good SEC team and one team that's also in the SEC <laughs> in the face, right off the bat. What's up, Georgia football fans? My name is Scott Duvall, and you are listening to episode 283 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. On this episode, I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Will Leach and Tony Waller, as we get ready for the 126th playing of the Deep South's oldest rivalry this coming Saturday down in Auburn, Alabama. Georgia heads to Jordan-Hare Stadium to face off versus Auburn in what will surely be a rowdy and imposing environment. How did the dogs handle their toughest road game of the season? Will they be able to continue their SEC shutout streak? Is JT Daniels healthy, or will Stetson Bennett continue to lead the team? Those questions and more are asked and answered on this preview podcast episode. And before we begin, we'd like to thank our podcast sponsor, Restaurants and Bar, El Barrio, The Pine, and The Root. All three are located in Five Points in Athens, and all three get our ringing endorsement on a perfect spot to eat, drink, and watch some college football while you're dining out this weekend. So, without any further delay, here's episode 283, the Georgia-Auburn Preview Show. I find about half the time I like them more than the actual song. Right. Because they're, they're not like fake, like they actually just does the song, he just does them to polka. <laughs> and it is very, very entertaining. So what's your favorite Weird Al song of all time? I'm amenable to. Uh, I mean, I'm amenable to "Smells Like Nirvana." I think "Smells Like Nirvana" is pretty yeah. funny. Um, I have to say, uh, "Amish Paradise" may actually. Be it is good. good. I was about to say, <laughs> "Amish Paradise." Yeah. "Amish Paradise" is pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. I mean, I mean, really, the first one I remember is like a surgeon. <laughs> The first one I remember is I Lost on Jeopardy. I think that's the first one I remember. Really? Yeah, one. I think that was the first one yeah. I remember. It's not one of his best ones, okay. but it's just one of the first ones I remember. No, it's what uh, Greg Ken band. Yeah, like Our Love's in Jeopardy, baby. Yeah. Okay, I Lost on Jeopardy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah it's not really very clever, because mm-hmm. actually it even has the title of the song. Like, the key word in both songs is Jeopardy. Like, yeah. You're not really bringing much to it. But, um, He's not Gallagher. Yeah. But. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> But anyway, okay, sorry. There's, there's our Weird Al notions. Yeah, yeah, that's a good kickoff to the <laughs> yes. Auburn Week yes. podcast. Um, so, uh, so I want you to know, by the way, that um, um, any, any conversations we have on this uh, better start uh, with questions about the quarterback. No matter what conversation. And just so you know, it's all about scheme, Seth. I'm, it's all about scheme, Seth. It's about the scheme. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because I do want to talk about the quarterback. I have a few things I want to talk about, actually, about that whole thing this week, actually. The Ooh. whole Schultz, I'd love Smart, to I Seth can't, uh Yeah, I think there are two fair ways to look at this question to where I think Kirby's in the, in the wrong and Schultz is in the wrong. Um, it, sets, it sets like mom and dad are fighting again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and for the record, on... Uh, let's take the Schultz side. Let's take this Kirby side because I think it's simpler. Okay. Uh, Kirby Smart on one hand is like, geez, we just like won. <laughs> we just mm-hmm. beat the number eight team in the country. There's nothing. Stetson Bennett didn't do anything wrong in this game. He played very Which well. Which is what you want out of him. It's a very weird thing to lead with. And it's definitely a weird thing to make your angle about in that game. Um, the case against Kirby would be a, the minute he had that reaction, he absolutely guaranteed that's what they were going to write about. That's uh, I've been saying this over and over and over. If you, ju- I don't I, listen. I understand it's emotional. You get frustrated. It's your team. You don't like the. Pre- I totally understand it. I get it too. I hate being interviewed. <laughs> like I totally understand. 
But just as a matter of like, how do I get these people off my back and not make this stuff happen? You take that question to be like, yeah, we're looking to get JT back. He wasn't really feeling that good. Steph, we feel like we can win with Stetson if we have to. Blah, 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 blah. Just be nice and vanilla and simple and respectful of the people asking the questions, even if you don't feel particularly respectful to the people asking the questions. And I know that well, they'll probably get a lot of response to be like, why do I have to be respectful to that rude per- to this reporter? I think asked a rude question. That's totally fair. That's I, I get it. But when you do that, they're going – they're, of course, going to make the angle exactly the thing you got angry about. Like that is Coach Press 101. <laughs> like, like the reason that you eat it on stuff like that is because – the reason you don't give them fodder is because if you give them fodder, they will use it. Right. And so that does not seem – that's not fair. I personally do not like to do my career that way. But most – a lot of reporters do. And frankly, a coach at a major university should know that. On the Schultz side, on one hand, yes, very kind of a dumb, like, it seems, there's an old joke about uh, press conferences, like, one of the reasons I don't like to ask questions at press conferences is, like, I feel like press conferences are for everyone, like, they're for the big people, Mm -hmm. you know, and you ask the big questions, and if I have, like, a question I want to ask privately, or, like, if I'm working on a feature on something, like, let's say I'm doing it, let's say I was writing a feature on, you know, on Zamir White. Um, Actually, that's, that's let's say I was writing a feature on George Pickens. About, okay. about what he's doing. Right, what he's going through. Yeah, what he's going through and what his draft prospects are. I'm working on a larger feature that nothing to do with the game. But, like, all these reporters are in a room there to talk about the game. So it's a waste of my time and a waste of Kirby Smart's time if I go, oh, Kirby, 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 Kirby. Right. Talk to me about George Pickens' recovery right now because he's not there to talk about that. He's there to talk about the game. So Schultz clearly wanted to write about JT Daniels and whether he could win the big game or whether they need him or something. It's clearly what he wanted to write about. To lead with that is off topic and beside the point and frankly a little bit of a waste of the other reporters' time because that's obviously what not what any of them were going to write about. On the other hand, A, we had fit, like the job of reporters to speak for fans and those their concerns. Sometimes they're good about that, sometimes they're not good about that, but that's ostensibly the job. I don't, I don't know about you guys, but I kind of remember when Stetson Benson came onto the field for the first time, all the fans booing him and all the fans remembering, oh, because what's the thing that we want out of Georgia, right? We want to, at this point, what do we want out of Georgia? Alabama, <laughs> like that's what that's what that's why Kirby's here. That's the hump they've not been able to get over. That's the thing they've been unable to do. What is the Stetson essentially did everything right last year, except for the Alabama game. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and and I think the reason that a lot of us were like, "Great, Stetson Bennett is the fourth string quarterback," was not because Stetson Bennett was bad last year. He wasn't bad last year. It's not because we, we disliked him or he did something unlikable. Well, we like Stetson Bennett. It's that. We saw what happened when Alabama defense went against Stetson Bennett. And it was a very immediate, in a way, that's the kind of the quarterback equivalent of the Ricked Alabama game, where you're like, oh, we're going to need to get better if we're going to beat Alabama. And so, therefore, it seems within the realm of reason, certainly the timing is unusual, and I, I would disagree with the timing, but a fundamental question of this football season is, can Georgia beat Alabama? And one of the primary reasons they did not beat Alabama last year because Stetson Bennett had a really lousy game against Alabama and kept getting his passes knocked down and, and clearly had a Nick Saban game plan set up to defeat him. Stetson Bennett is quarterback right now. He's playing – I mean, I thought he was splendid. I have no complaints about how, how – he, he had a couple of throws that were a little off, but generally speaking, I, every team should be so lucky as to have a backup quarterback <laughs> like Stetson Bennett. 
But Georgia doesn't like Georgia isn't every other team. Georgia is the team that's trying to win the national championship right now with this incredible team. And the last time that we saw saw Alabama, Stetson Bennett was frankly, rather obviously not good enough to win that game. I think it is reasonable then for any reporter to say, okay, if we're if if the goal here is to win a championship and the goal here is to beat Alabama, this team is better than last year in every single way, but they have the same quarterback right now that they had. What if Daniels doesn't get better? Mm-hmm. What if he doesn't get better? We're going to be back to Stetson Bennett again. Schultz's view that like they cannot win this unless they get Daniels back, I mean, that's... I mean, it's not the exact same Alabama team. It's a different situation. Bennett's different. The team's different. That seems uh, a hot take to be able to say that. But the question, hey, Stetson Bennett, is he good enough to beat Alabama? To me, that's one of the huge questions that they have moving forward if Daniels doesn't get better. And so that seems reasonable for me for people to be able to talk about. So as always, it's a complicated situation that gets flattened by social media, though not Facebook today, uh, (laughs) flattened by social media and turned into something that is nuanced and complicated. And a lot of people did some, every side did some things right and some things wrong. And it turns into you did this and you did this and you did this. And it turns into everything else, like everything else in American society, everyone just yelling at one another. Good point. Uh, The only thing I'll add to that is that, and I can't speak for every Georgia fan. um, And let me also say it is not... Jeff Schultz's responsibility to be a um, a marketing arm of Georgia athletics. It's the opposite of his responsibility. Actually. I would agree with that. However, he has lost he's lost a ton of credibility over the years by trying to be provocative by half. Now, I agree with you. It is a f- utterly fair question. I also think it's your your first point is the exactly the point Kirby's trying to make. It's yeah. like. Why are you leading off the interview? Seriously. Man. Why are you leading an interview off the interview? That's totally fair. And, and here's the thing. Jeff could have easily written that without ever getting a quote. He could have out without ever asking the question. There's a without question that grandstanding asks. That's a reason There's I totally don't. totally grandstanding. That's why I don't like it. I don't and ask that, questions at press conferences. And that's where I'm going with this. Yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm glad Athletic has invested in extraordinarily good uh, writers for Georgia's athletic programs. Uh, all actually, all the programs I follow, all all athletics I follow. Uh, I think I think O'Brien's great. I mm-hmm. think um, you know, obviously, I think Mandel and mm-hmm. I think all those guys are in Staples are great. Um, I just I have a long a long time problem with Jeff Schultz, who who whom I have always felt is more. Um, Stephen A. Smith and Kornheiser, and I, I don't—I mean that in all the Jordans. I and I and, and again, listen, Thomas is a different job. Thomas is a different job. It is a different job. I remember—I I remember I worked with Terrence Moore at Sports on Earth, and I said, "Wow, Terrence Moore." I, again, I did not grow up reading him in a land. You had a great relationship, and so therefore I had no notions about whether he was good or bad. I just knew, wow, what a what an unbelievably sweet. Helpful, awesome man, and I would be like, "Hey, I met Terrence Moore." And I was like, "Terrence Moore!" But, but so part of the job of this is to. But I, I, I didn't choose this career. I would not want to do that job. But and, and but, but, but but what I'm saying is, is like that's kind of always been Schultz's stick. Right. Is and I'm not saying that he should not write the tough articles as a columnist. Should not write the tough right. articles. And it is absolutely a fair question. Well, I take that back. It it's absolutely a fair column to write that if if. On his opinion, if George is going to win the national championship, they need Daniels or a quarterback of his quality, or his caliber, right? But to lead off the press conference, to set the entire tone of the press conference in that way, yeah. it just, it, it just, it wasn't. And, and the problem is, it's like, 
Seth then asks a an actual decent question, and, and Smart's and, pissed off. Yeah, right. Oh, so see, I didn't, and maybe for the people like me who didn't see the press conference or, or really hear about it, I, I understand what you're saying because I can imagine. I didn't know this news had happened already, so I'm guessing because of Jeff's question that the rest of the press conference just kind of went circled the drain. Yeah, I mean, he, got, he was I mean, probably he, aggravated. I mean, I, I, there, I, it, it settled a little bit after that, but like Seth's with the next question. He works with Schultz. They work <laughs> right, in the same place. Right. And and listen, the idea, it is also worth noting, I hope this doesn't come as a shock to everyone, but these things are also performative from the coaching side. Like I guarantee you, Kirby has conversations that are not on in, in press conferences and that are not on the record with both Seth and both Schultz on a very regular basis. So the idea that like, Everybody is aware that the camera is on and mm-hmm. everyone is talking. Again, this is why I don't go to press conferences. Because <laughs> and this and this it's kind of only fairly recently. This was actually a big conversation during the Naomi Osaka thing at the mm-hmm. U.S. Open, uh, or so it was Wimbledon, I believe, and yeah. um, where you know she. On one hand, press conferences are kind of performative and kind of silly. On the other hand, you don't get to just say, I'm not going to do them when everyone else has to do them. Maybe we can have a larger conversation whether these things are useful or not. But I will also say that uh, most throughout most of journalism history, uh, you've had the opportunity th- – uh, there have been plenty of opportunities to do on-the-record interviews with coaches and reporters that aren't just these press conferences after game. That's another problem, and that is Georgia's fault. And that's not, yes. uh, that's not only Georgia. That's all – it's happening all across sports right now. But the fact is, in, but in, the, in, the, in a previous time, Kirby Smart and Schultz would be talking all the time. And therefore, Schultz would not feel obligated to toss out this conversation. Because he knows he has limited time. He has limited time. He's got to get this question in. And so that is also worth keeping in mind. And that has happened because there's been so such restriction of press access happening before COVID, but exacerbated by COVID. So that's another factor in this too. It's just complicated. It's just complicated. And it's complicated by human beings who are, A, all trying to do their jobs, be get irritated sometimes and get mm-hmm. frustrated and and sometimes you know react in ways that are against their their personal best self interest. Yeah, and I will say that Kirby and for that matter Georgia Athletics um, are m- making it harder on themselves um, because like I, I get Kirby's frustration, but you're exactly right. And just answer the question. Hey, you know we we just like Daniels wasn't ready to go. Um, you know we 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 just want him to get better. And we're not going to put him out there in a situation where, frankly, and you look. And we're very lucky to have Stetson. And we're lucky to have a, a backup quarterback that knows our offense and our All those things trust. are true, and I guarantee you Kirby believes. Yes, absolutely. So, so. Anyway, so there's, there is a press conference gate, uh, which, is a, which, again, this would be another problem, is the fact that Kirby answered it that way. We just spent the first 15 minutes of our show after a wipeout win of number 18, previewing the Auburn game, talking about this. And Which Tony, is also partly my fault. And, and Tony, you got the time wrong. I'm just saying. What time? For the, for the Kentucky kickoff. No, we didn't. He said 3.30. said 7.30. I, oh, in the preseason yeah. I did. Oh, yeah, yeah but yeah. on the, on, no, on on the podcast. Well, I, I said I said oh, I was 50-50. I, oh, I, I said I'm leaning more towards 7.30, but and, and it's, it's, it's a fair criticism. <laughs> I was on. Uh, after, after all the good things he said so far, you lead with <laughs> that? That's right. The thing I was worried about was. Uh, but that's also <laughs> what you handle. You just like explain yourself. Um Hey, speaking of quarterbacks, raise your hand if you're excited to watch Bo Nix run around oh with uh, Jordan Davis chase him for three steps. <laughs> um, I don't know if you watched the LSU-Auburn uh, game, I, I guys. Think I, I think I did like many people. I caught the first half, and then I woke up wondering who won. Yes. Nine o'clock time starts pretty tough when you went to a noon game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boy, Nix was uh, 
He was at his Johnny Manziel best. He had a little bit of Johnny Manziel in him. Were you as shocked as I was when the guy that caught that pass was Dylan Fromm? Tyler Fromm. Tyler Fromm. Nick Fromm's brother. No, I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew Fromm went to Auburn. Um, I didn't realize he was starting. Uh, I, you know, Auburn always has 17 uh, tight ends who are 44 years old. Um, so, I, you know, I think I think any conversation in the Georgia-Auburn game has to necessarily start with uh, Bo Nix, the same Bo Nix that got benched two weeks ago against Georgia State, uh, coming in and playing literally like Baker Mayfield. Uh, a whole lot of running around, a whole lot of imp- improvisation that ended up with amazing stuff happening. Um, you know, frankly, with without Bo Nix doing – all that Bo Nick stuff, they don't win that game. Uh, LSU was uh, LSU was the, was the better team, uh, except for in the fourth quarter when they suddenly couldn't move the ball at all because their offensive line is strangely bad. Um, the Nick's the way he just he just like did Bo Nick stuff. I mean, and that's the good news. I mean, actually, you know, Bo Nix is like it's like <laughs> it's like going to Vegas with ten thousand dollars cash and cocaine. It's uh, you never know. A how great idea <laughs> where nothing can go wrong until it's not right. It's just like it, it is like Bo Nix is like actually Bo Nix is like Auburn. I mean Arkansas circa 2013, where you just don't know what's going to happen. Um, or it's like an Arkansas Ole Miss overtime game. Yeah, I mean just 2000s. craziness is going to ensue. Um, I, I am uh, I for one in, in thinking about the Arkansas game, the Georgia Arkansas game. It wouldn't surprise me in the least if we see almost nearly the same game plan against Auburn, um, because I uh, I I don't think I think our I think their offensive line, Arkansas's offensive line is more physical but less deep than okay. Auburn's. Um, also, I, I I don't I mean what do you if Stetson comes out there I, I find it hard to believe that they don't stack the box something Arkansas waited really late to do even mm-hmm. though Georgia was running the ball pretty well against them after they did stack the box. Um, I have to think that we're going to see more uh, more inside run fits uh, against Auburn than uh, – because Derek Mason is one. Keep in mind, Derek Mason is the uh, defensive coordinator over there. Um, and then offensively, guys, we have not made enough of this. Run the damn ball, Bobo. Mike Bobo is the offensive coordinator across the field. Um, it's, it sets up a really interesting chess match, uh, you know, considering we, we know – we know what Mike Bobo likes to do. He he really likes to get cute inside the five yard line. Um, we saw that in the Penn State game, right? They, you know, Tank Bigsby is probably the best single uh, back in the in the conference, if not top three. When I say single back, like premier back, right. I, I I think if you were to if if, if you, you give Zamir White that you job, give Zamir White that job, he is better than Tank Bigsby. Right. But Zamir White is one of four or five who is going to get a ton of touches. Mm-hmm. Probably three of which will play in the league, four of which will get drafted. Um, so you, uh, I, I, it's going to be interesting to me to see how Georgia handles that when Auburn's on defense. When Georgia, when Auburn's on offense, basically you're in your base defense and dare Bo, Bo next to do that crap he pulled because he's going to get planted. I mean, and I don't mean like, I mean like, uh, he might have to have his tonsils put back in his throat. I mean, he is just he is going to double back. Oh yeah, um, he's going to double back into like what he way. did that run against yeah. LSU. Yeah, he's yeah. going to double back. Um, LSU is a very bad tackling team. Also, um, 
frankly, the the one long play Arkansas had where uh, and there's a little swing pass, outlet pass, and went for 20-something yards, uh, their longest play of the, the game. There, there were two missed tackles, and that was the only play there was more than one missed tackle uh, against Georgia. You're not going to have guys grasping at air like they're chasing a rooster in the yard. That's not going to happen. We have too much speed. Our guys are too good at, at figuring out angles. Uh, and he's going to make some throw over the middle or something where you're going to throw it right to Lucene or it's going to be, you know, Chris – Chris Smith, I mean, it's just it. He pulls that crap against Georgia is a long night. You know, he's the he'll be the third air quote mobile quarterback that Georgia's faced. And think about the first two. I mean, I was worried about DJ. I was worried about KJ. I was worried. Yeah. I was worried about Armstrong. Yeah, definitely. And um, you know, I mean, it's it, it just never materialized. I was waiting um, for Arkansas to pull something out, and of course, Will and I had a front row seat because they were backed up in our laps <laughs> for the entire first. Quarter. Oh yeah, they were right in front of me too. How many times have you watched the video where they do it without the, with, with just the game sound? Uh, all the time. <laughs> it's very that, that was so loud, and yeah. that was without Wayne there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you know, the, I think the thing that I, the first thing is how much does Auburn wish we were playing this game later in the season now, right? Yeah. Uh, give them an opportunity to get better. Listen, Auburn played a. What I think is a, a very good, maybe not great, but a very good Penn State team uh, on the road at a t- in a very tough, not quite as loud as a noon kickoff in Athens, <laughs> but a very loud stadium. Uh, They're better than I thought they well. were. They're better. Than, yeah, 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 yeah. There's yeah. no question. Yeah. Um, but before everybody's like, oh, well, they what they did against Penn State and win at Death Valley at night. This is also the same team that needed a miracle to beat Georgia That's State, right. the same Georgia State that got trounced by. West whomever this week. I think uh, upstate. Uh, yeah. But still. Uh, Bonix is has definitely hit the the fun veteran stage of his career. Like I think there's an element of of that kind of run around oh, like creating stuff. Yeah, he's he's, he's fun. Oh like, yeah, he's Steven Garcia minus the mullet. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah he, I mean he's fun. That's right. But like that this is like this is not the team that that's gonna work against. <laughs> no, I'm more, more Taney Hill than Stephen. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, I was thinking Ryan Taney Hill. Yeah. yeah. No, no, Stephen Taney Hill. Oh, it's it's Stephen. Was Ryan? it? Were they really Who are you talking about? The South, South Carolina, Carolina quarterback with the ponytail oh, back in the 90s. Yeah. yeah. I think it was Stephen Taney. Stephen Taney Hill? I don't know. Somebody's, uh, somebody knows. Yeah, somebody's yelling at their podcast machine. I, th- I, th- I, think, I think his name was Tank. No, his name was. Uh, Bigs, was Bigsby Tank? Bigsby Tank. It was. Uh, Bumper, bumper, pool. bumper pool. Yeah, they called his name a couple yeah, the, times. The people yeah. behind me were just flabbergasted. They had somebody named Bumper Wilson. Wait, do we play Kentucky guys? Yeah, I was gonna say Cavassier yeah. well, Smoke. No, Smoke Mondays on Auburn. Smoke Mondays on Auburn. Used to be. He might be in the NFL now, but yeah. he, he was. And yeah, Cavassier. Cavassier. Uh, that's an all. We need to. We've done that before. The all name. Yeah. Team. But yeah. Skate, Ryan Skate does a great job with the names every week. I'll he does. Fall, I'll get a full run on those. But yeah, no, I think that I think that's listen. Auburn is. Better than and that I place thought. is There's tough no to question. play in. There's no question that they're better, and I did that. And that I don't. I find myself not as impressed by Texas A&M when they look like they're really in just kind of a mess right now. But LSU is beating LSU and held in Penn State. That stuff it looks good. Like that's a better team than I've sure. Well, let's not panic about LSU. I mean, uh, I'm still not. Uh, it's we. That is that is not. That, listen. Good. Winning at LSU is something that Georgia has not done in a number of years. Well, Auburn hadn't done it in 10 years. Uh, or 10 visits years, or something. 10 visits. Uh, but, you know, I mean, at Kentucky, you think LSU is going to go on the road and beat Kentucky? I kind of hope Kentucky wins that game so we potentially have another top 10 matchup yeah. in Sanford Stadium. Sure. And then Florida might as well. Home. Might as well. It's more fun. Yeah. 
at Mississippi, at Alabama, Arkansas, ULM. I mean, do they they go five hundred the rest of the way? LSU. I mean, so and I don't say that I don't say that in like some way to dismiss anything other than to say that I just I, people are like people are so were really fast to discount uh, Georgia's win against Clemson, and maybe that's fair. Um, but at this point, you're looking at. Penn State on the road. Now, one thing, one thing I think is important for us to recognize that this will be Georgia's first true road test. Uh, and that's what I was saying. I mean, Auburn can get rowdy and loud, and so that's another reason if they can start fast like they have every game, yeah. take the crowd out. But if they let, if they throw a pick or have a, a turnover or something early, that place it could get dicey for Stetson. Yeah, because last time he was in that position on the road in a hostile environment, we've already talked about that. Yeah. I'm curious. The thing about Auburn does seem to be they, they want they want this game to be a little wild. Oh, like this yes. is clearly their thing is that they want to make it wild. And I would argue that of all the things that Kirby Smart and his crew do well, avoiding wildness is like one of their major factors. I would argue sometimes that could even work against them. Which is to say, if they play Clemson right now, I think they open that game up a little bit. I think they play that game. I think they were assuming that Clemson, that that was game was going to be a war of attrition and game planned accordingly. And I think now if you've just seen that like, oh, wait, this Clemson team is not, I think that they play them more, they feel more... I, there was a tentativeness to the game plan of Clemson, not because like they felt they were weak or it's like two It's like two boxers just kind of testing you know, each other out. Each other out when, yeah. when they, and, and I think if, you play, if you've seen Clemson pl- played five times, you'd be like, oh, no, we don't need to do this. We can just punch them. And I think right. that I think that is – but if, if this game is played like that game, I feel like – because this seems a time to bring that game plan back out. Not so much that because you have to play a war of attrition, but because Auburn will make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Auburn, like I think they were kind of waiting for Clemson to make a stake, mistake and have this attrition game. If you have that sort of game plan where you mix it up and like just do, don't make mistakes, run the ball, make smart plays, Auburn will make a mistake. Auburn will make a mistake before you will make a mistake. And then once you've capitalized on that mistake – then I think you can pounce, and then and so I, I it, it does not. The, looking at this Georgia team, the thing that the way that Georgia loses is a obviously to a really talented team, but it, it does not look like one of the most impressive things of all the things they've done. Georgia has not been particularly mistake prone. Like of all the other things that are going on, like I think they had the punting formation issue uh, yeah. last week. Yeah, what's up with that? Yes, yeah, champ. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but other than that, like this, they don't have a ton of penalties. They don't turn the ball over a lot. Generally, everyone seems to be on the same page on things. They're a well coached team. A well coached team with the talent that they have. Auburn would seem Auburn's game plan would get wild and like mess with them a little bit. Uh, and hope and 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 hope that the, the crowd gets going. This game gets away from Georgia. That doesn't really seem like the type of Georgia team that we're talking. I mean, about. what worries me though is what if you get down fourteen nothing quickly, and then you've got as much as we've we've praised Stetson, you've got him in a tough situation where they're bearing down on him, and he's got to throw the ball. Yeah, I mean that's true. But uh, I mean, if they get down fourteen nothing, that that says something about Auburn and Georgia that we don't know. No, right sure. Now. 
So. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I mean that could happen. That can happen. Absolutely. I'm that not terribly happen. worried about that. That could happen. That, that can happen. If, also, that, if that happens, that is a concern. There's a lot, but like, there's also like a really horrific start. Like, give <laughs> any team a really horrific start, you're like, wow, they're in trouble. And yes, if they fall, I don't think that the game will be over. But certainly, that's not what Georgia wants well, to any stretch of the imagination. Between the two teams, I trust Georgia to come back from 14 nothing way more than I trust Auburn to. Yeah, you know, particularly because I think Georgia, Georgia will be able to sit on that lead. In yes. The way that will yeah, be and don't come at me with they came from whatever points down, yeah. whatever, whatever. This is I just because uh, if they're if they're up fourteen nothing, they've scored points other than traditional offense. Um, you know they've. They're not. They're not marching the ball down. No, the field no. I mean, look, look. They might engage in some shithousery and like come up with some crazy, you know, double reverse. This is the time triple. to do it. By the way, yeah. Because they, they did that, it against yeah. Penn State. They did it against yeah. somebody. Because that's my thing. That is how Auburn wins this game. Is yeah. doing crazy stuff. Yeah, and all the crazy stuff works. And Georgia freaks out a little bit and tightens up. Same as well about Seth and Bennett. I mean, the guy has been around for like, like, like this is not like I would be nervous if it were Vandegrift. No, 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 no. Stetson was shaving with a straight razor in the Obama administration. Yeah, so like <laughs> the, the idea that uh, if, if, I'll put it this way: if Stetson Bennett gets freaked out by a big loud crowd, I don't think that was the problem in Alabama. I think the problem with Alabama is they were huge defensive linemen with big hands that were knocked down all of his passes. Uh, if he gets freaked out, if they fall behind and like keeps making mistakes, then yeah, he's not the backup quarterback that, that this team is. I just oh, I agree with that. That's the advantage that to me the advantage that Stetson gives you is, he, and he's made some mistakes. We saw when he came in in the um, UAB game where he made some mistakes. Uh, uh, with not the UAB game, South Carolina, South Carolina game. Yeah. Uh, where, it was one series. Yes, one series. It was really bad. So yes, if that happens, I'm concerned. But I would also argue that one of the things that Stetson kind of does is when he is not. Like firmly in control, which I think he was uh, in the in the Arkansas game. He does have a, I gotta do something. I gotta do something. I gotta do something. I think you saw that in South Carolina game, and it led to some overthrows. But. I like I like the emotion he plays with. Um, I uh, you know I don't, I don't know if you noticed, but I, I make a video after each week, yeah, and I, I put one out today, and I was astonished because I, I got the clip of the of Jalen Carter blocking three guys. It was actually about two and a half. From my angle, look like so. I hate to hate to kill the narrative. They look like Keystone cops falling over. Well, it was kind of like that. They bubbled into each other. But the I thing would. that you don't, <laughs> the thing that you don't see, Stetson's reaction. Oh, I saw it. Amazing. Yeah, it is. It's like uh, yeah, the fist pop. I mean, just super excited. And then the um, the excitement on a couple of the on on Zamir's first touchdown run, and even the the pass play, the um, the wheel route. The, yeah, wheel right, yeah. I don't know if you saw, uh, there were a couple times where uh, Kirby was coaching up Stetson. One time it came after Stetson rolled out and had an easy five to seven yards and threw the ball out of bounds. Uh, Another time came uh, right when he stared down Brock Bowers and threw it in a quadruple coverage. Mm -hmm. uh, Near the end zone? Yeah. uh, And they had maybe A.D. Mitchell or, um, yeah, I think it was Mitchell, kind of open a little outlet. Um, What about the one... That they were they were close to the east end zone. That everybody in our section was like saying, like saw two or three guys open, and but he still scrambled for the first down. Yeah. So I, I think I think what you the listen, we we have if you want to hear a whole dissertation on Stetson Bennett's what his abilities are, you can listen to several podcasts last uh, last year. Um, the one thing that Stetson has is still improving at is resisting the urge to run 
Um, because he, like the system he came out with, Sean Pender's system, Sean Pender, if you don't know that name, uh, was the uh, quarterback that um, the quarterback that uh, Mike Leach and I uh, coached when Hal Mummy first went to, to Valdosta State, right? And the, uh, the offense that they ran at Pierce County uh, was very much predicated on getting the ball out fast or taking off. And Stetson still has that, right? He still has that. I mean, he's he's five nine, so has a, he still has a little bit of a, a prey mentality. Uh, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm just saying, like his instincts, like if I can get six yards from a team, I'm gonna get six yards from a team. Uh, and that that's the primary difference between Daniels and Stetson. Yes, Daniels can throw the ball further. He can throw the ball more accurately downfield. Uh, he also has a little less of a tendency to lock in on a receiver and stare and point at the receiver and throw the ball that direction. But he did, he had a couple of those with Bowers this game. Yeah, he yeah. really wanted. He, he to get really had Bowers. One. He going. really had one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but everything else that Stetson does is is a, a net positive, and they're like, well, why didn't I listen? Everyone's like, why? What about Vandergriff? Well, I, you know, I I would like to see Vandergriff. I'd like to see Beck, but you know, I trust the guys are getting paid four point seven million dollars a year, or not five point seven million dollars a year, who see them in practice every day, who are actual college football talent evaluators to decide which one can lead the team better. Yeah, and also uh, if, if you want to look at like you know the, the teams that should be thinking about like okay, let's think about our quarterback situation for the future are like Notre Dame <laughs> and Oregon, yes. the teams that aren't trying to win the championship yes. anymore. Agree, agree, agree. <laughs> like Georgia's trying to win the championship now. Like I don't right. like I don't want to hear Vanderbilt from like I don't care about their development at all right now. I'm try- this is a, a team's got to win the national championship. Who gives a crap what's, what who, who they're right. developing? You're trying to win the title right now. And Scott asked the question, you think we've seen the last Vandergrift? No, I think we've seen Vandergrift a bunch at Charleston Southern, right? <laughs> that's when you start thinking about the the yes when you start thinking about Yeah, but I mean honestly, like yeah, that's a very like Online stu- fan message board sort of thing. I agree. Or like, oh, we got like, like, it's also, you know what it does? It makes you feel like you're smarter than the other fans. Well, like, oh, well, I'm thinking about 2024. And then, and then what about Gunnar Stockton coming yeah, it's next like, come year? On, and then man. Arch Manning. Like, like now that. is the cool time. That's like, right. now is the good stuff. And I appreciate this. And I, and I get it when you win two games in a row at like a 99, whatever the number is. Zero. Zero. zero to, I know that, I knew that number. <laughs> oh, the first number was. Imagine. And, what Vandergriff would have died? Yeah, it's just like who like you literally two SEC games. You just won ninety nine to, to zero. Who gives a crap about the development of a quarterback in two years from now? Well, like, well, keep in mind that everybody thinks they're they, the three. They can do three things better than everybody else: drive a car, coach football, and the third thing. So, um, you know, it's. I agree with you, right? It's listen. If Georgia had lost to Clemson and had lost to, of course, fill in the blank. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm not sure there. I want to see Daniels. <laughs> no, of course not. Of course not. Right? I mean, that I am perfectly fine with that. That's what we did last year with Daniels. He was better after the Florida game. We put him out there. I mean, Georgia had, an, I guess, a uh, uh, Yeoman's, is that the right time? Whatever. We, there was a, a spitting chance of making the playoffs, but not really after losing to Florida. But you put Daniels out there to get reps for this year. Right? Because but you didn't do that. Until he was out of reach. Until he was out of reach. And, and if he had been able to start against Florida, he would have started against Florida. You know why? Kirby wasn't holding him back just to piss y'all off. I'm so – I'm done. I'm, uh, yeah. It so, is so, weird. It's a, it's, it's a very weird thing to me. Like, like the awesome things are happening, like, right now. Like, oh, it's really – like, this is really cool. This is the best football team of my <laughs> lifetime. I'm so – God. I'm just, and listen, I, I – 
I, we're gonna beat Auburn by seventy four points. I'm so <laughs> fired up right now. I was frustrated. I got sick of watching Stetson Bennett last year too. Like I, like I was ready. To, like I, I saw the difference when Daniels got in there. Yeah, it was, I was a different quarterback. I got it. Like I get it. But like for crying out loud, I mean, but, and Stetson's a better quarterback this year than he was last. Yeah, and like again, you, you know, I, I really, really want Georgia to win a national championship. I feel like I feel safe. I don't want to speak for our listeners, but I feel like they also want that. Uh, you know who also really, really wants that is Kirby Smart and the coaching staff and all of the players and all of the – like they're really, really into that. They are much more all in than any of the rest of us are on this. So the, and that is not to say that like, well, then don't question them. That's not what I'm saying. But the idea that like – like you know why Setson Bennett is starting in these games? Because he's the guy that gives them the best chance to win. It is. It does not strike me as more complicated than that. And when JD Daniels is healthy enough to, to play, he will be the starter because he will give it. He will it, give the best it's it's also crazy to me that uh, I, yes, I'm talking about Alex Kirshner here, whom I love dearly and think is a great college football follow. Um, he once again had some comment about uh, Georgia's quarterback situation. I just think Georgia, I think his, his tweet was, I think it's surprising to me that Georgia doesn't have four and five star backups. Well, we do. And developmentally wise, our five, nine undersized Juco transfer from Southeast Georgia is in a better spot. So we're not going to talk about Dan Mullins, great quarterback developer. You've, just Tessin Bennett starting is the for the number two team in the nation and transfer from Jones Community College after coming here as a walk on, and it's fine. It's listen if if that's how you want to spend your time, just don't sit by me in the stadium, please, because I'm tired <laughs> of it. We are we went out and have just absolutely roundhouse kicked two well one very good SEC team and one team that's also in the SEC <laughs> in the face right off the bat. Where do you and put South Carolina? They're also on the list. and um, They're better than the other team that is also in the SEC. They are better than Vanderbilt, probably. Uh, I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> they tried real hard to lose to Troy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, was, I was rooting for the... What, how, what was the final score of UConn-Vandy? Last second 30, field goal. Baby. Last second field goal. Wow. Vandy pulled it out. So you, that you was, know, By the way, I, in, I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't interrupt you, but the, that was the one upside of having a new game. I got home. Dude. I, I got to watch all of Ole Miss, Alabama. I took a nap at the start of those late game, those mid late games. Watched Kentucky beat Florida, and then I stayed up and watched all and flipped back and forth between LSU, Auburn, and UConn, Vandy. It was a glorious day of sitting on my couch and watching football. Can I tell you how the 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 talk on social media and podcasts last week? Even I saw people saying like bargaining, like. With the social media gods, I guess. Yeah, like, it's like basically, well, can't can we, we change the date? Can't, change can't change the time? They they can still change this on the same network. Think think to what we wouldn't have had because we've had like I it's like I said last week we've had a three thirty. We're gonna have more three thirties. We had a night game that was special. That's gonna be so memorable. Like if when when you think of the when you think back on right. on the the last ten Georgia games you've been to, that's top three easily yeah, and i don't want seven of these okay so before you're like oh all y'all want are noon kickoffs no i don't want seven noon kickoffs it but was, the fact that we were challenged we felt we were invested in this as fans we were challenged everybody was throwing around elite last week i love it every single Kirby, time we Kirby talk about game days like but remember the game day of lsu remember the remember the arkansas oh yeah the noon game exactly that's the first thing you're gonna say exactly. every single time and it's not the noon game because it's stunk 
No. <laughs> it's going to be the noon game because it was really fun. This was packed early like Notre Dame was. I mean, it stunk for Arkansas fans. <laughs> it definitely didn't stink for them. So I, I, wanted, I want to hear you go off on our linebacker core, our defensive line, <laughs> even our secondary, our, our, our safety play. Lewis Seen was, was crazy last Saturday. Um, I I just think Shane Beamer had it right. It's like, are you kidding right. me? We, there's like 105 stars I mean, If you get a there. chance, watch Nolan Smith. Yeah. Nolan Smith is just so much fun just to eagle eye and watch out there. I mean, listen, Dan Jackson blocked a punt. That's right. Former walk-on. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, and he, he, he played significant minutes in the first team uh, as a safety in the first team defense. That was a particularly fun, uh, that was a particularly fun block punt too. Because you can't see like, him. Oh, coming. here he comes! Here yeah. he comes! Yeah. <laughs> oh, he just was so unblocked. And then Zamir is the one that recovered yeah. it. Like just being well, when you have rich get richer. And um, so, you know, I, listen, Georgia's defensive line is, um, or defensive front seven, I'm, they are the best in the country. I, I, I said before the Clemson game that it was uh, Georgia and Clemson 1A, 1B, or 1B, 1A, however you want to sort them. Uh, I am willing to say that Georgia's front seven are the best in the country. Uh, they are always always playing to the ball. They always are swarming. They are always um, – they you just don't miss tackles. Um, and when you have – a nose guard that sloughs his block and runs down a toss sweep still in the backfield, uh, which he did this week. You you know you're dealing with something special. To the point where he had a bad angle on Armstrong, on Armstrong's long run that got called back for uh, uh, holding. Um, he he just barely missed Armstrong, and it was shocking to me that he missed him. Like I expected him to make the tackle. And I remember watching the stadium. It's like, okay, that – he just must have had a really terrible angle uh, because it was just so shocking. And when I went back and, and watched the play again, he got caught up in some traffic and had a bad angle and still almost ran him down. Uh, Davis is a monster. He is – he stands a shot of being the number one draft pick. And, uh, he, I mean, he's certainly going to be top five. Easy. Easy peasy top five. Um, because it's just – you just don't – you just don't make a guy right. that's nearly an instant plug-and-play starting nose guard in the NFL, and he 100% is. Yeah, him and Wyatt. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like you start naming linebackers like, oh, well, no. Jalen no, Carter. No, oh, yeah. Kobe Dean. oh, Jalen Carter. Oh, Adam Anderson. Oh, oh what? It's just like the list goes on. And, well, there is, <laughs> it is not provocative to say that in the front seven, at least, there is nobody on Georgia's too deep that wouldn't start at – 12 of the programs in the SEC um, uh, and 116 of the 124 programs in the nation. So we have a really special defense. Um, we're going to get Illinois would take one of those guys without pads. Yeah, <laughs> of course they would. They would, t- they would take one of the third stringers. I mean, hell, they took a back of fullback and made him a safety. Um, He's not playing that well, though. Yeah. Um, but I, I like to talk about that. Yeah. Um, okay, so I have a question uh, yes. uh, about the schedule moving forward. Okay, I feel like we've we've had some adjustments as we've kind of gone through. Of like, no one would have thought that Arkansas would have been that right. big of a game. You know, UAB has still is like they're pretty good. So on moving forward, let us rank the Georgia games by personal worry. You have heading into the SEC championship game, not kind of the SEC championship game. All right, obviously. J- just so we'll know who they are: yes. Auburn, Kentucky, Florida, Missouri, Tennessee, Charleston Southern, Georgia Tech. Okay, so obviously the ones we're worried about the least is Charleston Southern. Though I, I yes, I, the, the funny thing would have been to say Georgia Tech. 
I was thinking Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was not great. Oh. That was not great. I have to say, this was a pretty awesome sports weekend for me. Georgia was awesome. Illinois was awesome. And Northwestern Missouri got smoked. So I was very happy with all of that. Yeah, um, but that meant Tennessee won. Uh, yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. What, yeah, what, yeah, what, yeah that. But yeah. didn't Cade Mays win O-line of the week? He did. And I'm very happy for him. Um, it was the fifth game of the season. So mm-hmm. I can't take credit for that. I was going to say something <laughs> about that. Um, the... Uh, yeah. With, with, with Columbus Day, it's a four-day week. It's a four-day week. Um, <laughs> Shit. <laughs> love it. Um, so, okay. So, so Charles I, Southern's the easiest. I still think Florida's the more... The more so you th- do you think Florida's tougher than Auburn? Um, that, to me, is the big switch. Is And you know what? Let's throw Kentucky absolutely. in there. Is, I mean, I think, I think this three-game stretch the, is... The, 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 these next three games. Because what's that? Okay. At Auburn, Sk- Skip Kentucky, those next three games. Florida. What's the toughest after that one? Tech at Tennessee, yeah. So okay. like, yeah, I would say it's, in other words. Well, I would said Tech last week, and then yeah, they yeah. got yeah. Blown so out nothing tough. Head. So these next three games, you win these three games. I think it is fair to say, if you win these next three games, oh, you everything that went on, Miami, everything yeah. that went on this last week, you're in the playoff. Yeah, you can go ahead and book a hotel room in Miami and Dallas, and and you'll figure out which one you have to use. Yeah, right. So um, wait, I thought the peach. I thought the semifinal round was in the Peach Bowl. Do I have that wrong? Or is that last year? I that think was it's Miami year. Dallas. So I, I think you're have no Georgia was in the Peach Bowl last year. Um, it is Miami Dallas. It's Miami and Dallas. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I apologize. Um, so I, I, I still think it's Florida um, for a couple of reasons. Florida has proof of concept of what they can do against a very good defense with uh, with what they did against Alabama. Um, I am uh, I'm I, I'm. I'm least worried about Kentucky right now. Uh, and I don't say that in a bad way. I just think uh, Georgia matches up well with Kentucky and what Kentucky wants to do. Um, keep in mind, Kentucky scored a touchdown on a, a very exciting, but still uh, a, a blocked kick, a blocked right, right. kick return. Um, and, that, and then their uh, extra point was blocked. Then their extra point was blocked. <laughs> and they, um, you know, they, Dan Mullen, certified quarterback genius and offensive uh, mastermind, ran what eight plays inside the eight yard line and couldn't score. Kentucky so. has one player, number four. Yeah, number four is basically a guy that would be yeah. third string yeah, on Georgia, Robinson, second string potentially. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't want to one Bell Robinson. Yeah, yeah, he would have been um, he'd be a good decent player. No, they're physical. They play hard. They they they're they're a Mark Stoops coach football team. Uh, but that game's at home. Did so you see I'm, how mad he was at the officials. Yeah, oh my gosh. yeah, he was right too. <laughs> um, I mean, the the one concern I have about Auburn is, and I don't think it's going to happen, but it's still a concern. Is does Georgia get rattled at a loud crowd? This this room against them, right? Yeah. Does that does that somehow play in? Does Georgia jump off sides? I don't. This is the only time they're going to face that all year. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. I'm not worried about Tennessee. Yeah, I think so. I have. I mean, I think a, th- a third of the fans at Tennessee might be Georgia. Yeah, and Georgia Tech will be more than that. So, oh yeah. yeah. So maybe not a third, but many. So, um, so I, I, that's why I think this is tougher. This is why I think this is tougher, just because, like at a certain level, Georgia Florida is, is a is a is a talent matchup yeah. on equal ground. We have, I mean, for crying out loud, I mean, the great team that that the, the, the their one loss that season was at Auburn to a team that was hot. Uh-huh. But there's no question that that game just got away. That's from right. Georgia yeah. Because of that crowd. Yeah. Like that 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 crowd was. In, Incredible. So I was kind of rooting for Auburn to lose to LSU last week. I was convinced they were. Yeah, because yeah. because it, I, I, they're going to be dialed up for this. I don't think there's any question about it. Yeah. Yeah, I also it, think that this team is up and down, frankly, more talented depth-wise 
than, oh, than that yes. team. So like, and I don't think Auburn is as good as they were. Okay, so let me ask you a question: um, Is Bo Mix is Bo Nix a four inches taller Stetson Bennett? Um, no, Bo Nix is too wild. <laughs> Stetson Bennett is not that wild. Yeah. <laughs> if Stetson Bennett were that wild, he would not be Stetson Bennett. Oh my and god! And he would not be the backup quarterback. That's crazy. I Bo Nix is more fun. Bo Nix is more fun than Stetson Bennett. He's more Nick Fromm. Yeah, he's more Nick Fromm. He's oh, God, Nick I hope he's Nick Fromm's this up. Exactly. Which is... My whole Saturday afternoon would be made if he throws three picks. It'd just be glorious. I was, I was, There's I was, precedent yeah. in that. The, yeah. Who was uh, it? Uh, Trey Battle. Yeah. Three picks at Auburn. Yeah. I was hoping... Uh, uh, by the way, Jake is never going to get in the game for the Bills if he didn't get in for their 40 nothing win uh, this week. Oh, was, he, was he re-signed? Is he, yeah, he's, 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 the, he's the third string. Oh, okay. he's, he's on the active roster. He's, well, the third string quarterbacks in the NFL aren't on the active roster okay. until they have to be. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, and Mitchell Trubisky got a touchdown for them this week because he's the number two. So. Okay. Sorry. That's why you So they, they dress out and go to the game, but they're not active unless they have to be activated? Yeah, correct. Correct. Oh, that sucks. that's sucks. They get right. on the stand on the sideline? Yeah. I think oh, okay. So. I, okay, that's fine. I would like somebody to write a piece on all of the third-string quarterbacks just to do kind of a quick little paragraph on each one because there's going to be some that would just I mean, in a lot of ways, heard of or the, like, problem, oh, still in the, the problem is if you bring in the third-string quarterback, the quarterback that got, that got hurt for him to come in uh-huh. cannot come back. That's the idea. Ever? The, the rest of the game. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, he's shot. This is yeah. So he's like Barber. By the way. They just like take so him what out you're right saying there. is, and I'm just spitballing here, what you're saying is third string quarterback's the best gig in America. Other than Yadio Molina's backup catcher. Okay, well, that's fine. But yeah. And the Falcons found a spectacular way to lose again yeah. on Sunday. They're really good at that. Wow. It's, it's like new coach, same thing. You know, whatever you want to call it. I mean, it. yeah. It's, I feel bad for Matt Ryan. I mean, I, feel, I do feel I like Matt He Ryan. had a great game. Yeah, I like Matt yeah. Ryan. It's just the defense was garbage. It wasn't his fault they lost. Uh, that, the de- uh, the defense can't block for him. No, well, the, <laughs> no, but he threw for four touchdowns and no picks. I mean, he did yeah. fine, but whatever. Anyway, so point is, I if I'm going to rank those three games to finish it up, I'm going to go Auburn, Florida, Kentucky. I could live with that. I still think Florida is a little more dangerous, but not not terribly. If this were at Georgia, I might go Florida, Auburn. Okay, that's, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Okay, um, so, oh, and before I start this little segment, did you notice that George Athletics listened to our podcast Apparently, and stole my trivia question? I saw that. Because I, I want to thank a lot of you listeners were tweeting at us during the game, or I think it was like right after the game. To be fair, I was the first one to answer eight. <laughs> I really was, because you popped up there, I was like, I'm the only one! <laughs> so, um, can you tell me, so now, uh-huh. can, so this week's trivia question be uh, at the Kentucky game, which uh, of the three dog houses is the football in uh, for on the video I'll, board? I'll, I'll you... give you all a hint. Okay. Yeah, okay. it's always two. It's always two. Know. Maybe that's how I always guess. I never watch it, and so the, the boys yeah. are always watching it, and they're you know, trying to eagle eye it, and I always just say two. And, you know, what? You got a 30% chance. It's like in, being it's, in it's, Vegas. Yeah, 30%. That's... 33. I consider it like the way in college, the it's way... It's green. That, There's never a green. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I always say C, like on Scantron tests, yeah. so I always yeah. say ski. See, uh, no, I, uh, go ahead. Because teachers are lazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they'll just, they'll just do it. Not all teachers don't have When in doubt. When in doubt. So Georgia is uh, 61, uh-huh. 56, and 8 uh-huh. all-time versus Auburn. This this game used to be always going back and forth yeah. um, being tied. So you can see what, what Georgia's done. They've pulled, a, pulled away since really 16. We're, we're like 3 and 7 last 10 games, right? Thirteen and three. Thirteen and three over the last sixteen yeah, matchups. I mean, yeah, seven and three as well. Yeah, the same with Vanderbilt and the same with Georgia Tech 
as it is with Auburn. Good company. Don't forget that. Let's hope we can add on to that. Very good company. Um, So interesting fact to me, this is uh, the second year in a row that Georgia and Auburn are playing in October. Remember that was the big stink of moving it? I'm kind of fine with it now. Um, So out of those, all of those matchups, 125 to be exact, how many times have Georgia and Auburn played in the month of October? Huh. Um... So it's the second time in a row. Second time in a row. I'm going to go two. And they've been playing since like the 1700s. I'm going to say six. This will be the eighth Hmm. matchup in October. Um, They played a lot in the early days. Back when they did those funny radio voices when they were broadcasting uh, into their microphones. Um, But yeah, this is only the... It it had been that way since like the the late 30s. Yeah, in November. November. Um, When was the last time... Georgia, you know, okay, so I got to preface this. We are working on two shutouts in a row, two SEC shutouts. If they shut out Auburn, that'll be three SEC shutouts in a row. So when was the last time Georgia shut out Auburn? Pretty recent. Yeah, it was, I mean, hold on. Pre, it predates Will. I was about to say, predates me moving here or predates me just existing. It was twelve, wasn't it? Was it twelve? <laughs> the, the, what was twelve? It is, it is that's correct. Yeah, two uh, thousand twelve. They won thirty eight to 38 nothing. nothing. Who yeah. was Auburn's coach then? Gus Malzahn. Gus Malzahn. Well, was Malzahn or was it like it must have been like his first? Oh no, time. no, no. That was um, that was the year before Kick Six. No, Chiswick year before the. Yeah, King Six was, yeah. King was 13. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember or, now. It's, I, I barely keep up with Yeah, it's hard. Uh, anyway, when was the last time Auburn shut out Georgia? Don't know. It's never happened. It has. Uh, no, it hasn't. But it predates Will. Like, okay. legitimately predates Will. <laughs> 30, what year were you born? 32. What year were you born? 68. It predates Tony. 1963. 30. Okay. Auburn won 14 to nothing. What's the, do, you have the, do you have the date? No. August 14th. Um, it was November 10th. November something. March yeah. 11th. Um, <laughs> so can you tell me, since we're on this this theme, I don't know if you can sense that there's a theme of zero. Mm-hmm. Yes. So how many, Zero right answers for Will and I. How many times in this matchup of 61, 56, and 8 favoring Georgia? We've have, tied eight have, times. Has Georgia scored zero points? Well, we know one. Mm-hmm. One. Four. Georgia has scored zero points 18 times Whoa. in this rivalry. Really? How many times did, were those zero, zero ties? I'm, man, it's like you're in my brain. Um, oh, sorry. So, but it's, we're getting there. <laughs> the call is coming from inside the house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so how many times has Auburn scored zero points? 18. 21. Okay. So we got them on that. that was, I was worried because I, I added up. boring Games yeah, back in the day. <laughs> I added up Georgia first. I'm like, oh man, that's a lot. And then I added up Auburn. It kept going like 19, 20, 21. So, are you kidding me? They rode trains to the game. Yeah. It's like this will be uh, one of the last few times bled. that we it keep with boring. this theme. I was going to say this is the last time we keep with this theme, but no, I have more. Uh, how many times? Have, you know, I said there's eight ties. How many times has the ties been zero to zero? Okay, <laughs> I'm so twenty one and eighteen. Divided by seven. There are eight ties. How many of those ties ended in a tie of zero I'm to zero? Say four. Three. Five. Ah! <laughs> Wrong direction. Yeah, so they, they did tie. The last time there was a zero zero tie was 1937. Yeah. 
So there were a <sighs> lot of zero zero ties in the early days of this rivalry. I feel like football's better now. Was that game in Columbus? I'm sure they were. <laughs> I think all of them were. Okay, so now we, you know, since we've been on this theme about zeros and shutouts, Georgia is will be striving until Auburn, if Auburn scores or until they score, they'll be continuing to strive to shut out three consecutive SEC opponents. When was the last time Georgia shut out three mm. SEC opponents <laughs> consecutively? It has happened. But does it predate Tony and I? It does predate Tony and you. <laughs> it uh, almost predates my dad. Oh. I'm going to say 1953. 45. That's right, Tony. Ah, 1945, they uh, beat Florida 34 to nothing. Yeah. They beat Auburn 35 to nothing. Yeah. And they beat Georgia Tech 33 to nothing. Yeah, man. Georgia Tech left the conference in 64. Yeah, I saw something something today where Georgia blanking Arkansas made them the only team to have shut out every single member ever of the SEC. I wish I would have looked that up. Yeah, it popped up. Yeah, I didn't look it up. It just popped up. So they were the only team they'd never shut out. Yeah, Arkansas was the only team. A couple of teams have shut out all the all the teams in the current lineup, right. but Georgia's the only team, and we'll we'll always hold that record That's because right. they shut out Swanee, Tulane, Georgia Tech, <laughs> um, and whomever else. And Sarah Lawrence, Sarah Lawrence, and Vassar. You should not look. You don't ever look Sarah Lawrence in the fifties. Yeah, Vassar was Vassar. They had a. They ran the wishbone. Yeah. So yeah. I was almost tripped up. With Lisa that. Kudrow was a quarterback. So. <laughs> I was almost tripped up with that question because I was a, as I was looking back through the scores, I came to the year 1971. Georgia beat Vanderbilt 24 to nothing. Mm-hmm. Georgia beat Kentucky 34 to nothing, mm-hmm. and then Georgia beat South Carolina 24 to nothing. But, I was like, but um, that was 21 years there, before. If you had Metro? Me the hint, it predates your dad. I would have. I probably would have gone with. Late sixties, early seventies. Those those Dooley teams, mm-hmm. early Dooley teams, were really stout defensively. Um, so, and that's that's why was that the Russell, Metro? Was that the Metro? Were they, were they, were they, were South Carolina, probably the ACC. Then they okay. won the SEC, right. they won their only conference title in '69. Right. Nice with the <laughs> ACC. That was coming. Um, all right, so this matchup, you know what it's called? It's referred to as. The Deep South's oldest rivalry. The Deep South's oldest rivalry is the hundred. It'll this will be the hundred twenty sixth time. That it has been played. So I looked through some other rivalries with cool monikers, okay. if you will. Um, and I didn't know this. The reason why it's called the Deep South's oldest rival is because South's oldest rivalry was already taken. Yeah. Do you know what that is? I think it's Virginia and North Carolina. That is correct. And uh, they, interestingly, have played 126 times. But Georgia and Auburn will match that because UNC and UVA have already played this year. Yeah. So they... I guess what happened was Georgia was behind them, but then when Auburn and Georgia played twice in 2017, they caught up. Not that anybody's counting except me. Yeah. Because now, now it's time. I think, it, I think you are counting. All right. So here are some other ones I want you all to guess the, uh, the teams. This is good. I like this. Right. is fun. This is good. What is deemed the rivalry? Uh, Yale Harvard. Mm-mm. Cal Sanford. Mm-mm. It's older than that. It's like the oldest. Oh, uh, Rutgers and Rutgers isn't a part of it. Give us one. These are like like probably Michigan, Ohio State. No, these are like um, Patriot League teams. Lehigh Lafayette. Lehigh Lafayette. Wow. I wouldn't guess that. I I could put this these notes down, and in five minutes, I wouldn't be able to guess those teams. (laughs) I got Leah. I I have to think. Yeah, they, they've played 156 <laughs> times. Robbing Patriot. <laughs> All right, so what is known as the Sunflower Showdown? 
That's going to be Kansas, Kansas State. That's correct, because that's the Sunflower State. Sunflower State. They've played 118 times. I've been to Kansas. It's, cl- it's cold. It's quite Sunflower. Yeah, I drove through that whole place. When I saw 75-mile-an-hour speed limit, I took that. Oh, there is a beautiful. One. It's just beautiful. a suggestion. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. The Battle of the Brazos. Brazos. Okay. Um, I don't think I know. There's a street in Austin named Brazos Street. But it doesn't. And it's not. It doesn't involve Texas. Though. No, but it kind of. I'm gonna go with. No, but that's the general geography. We go with Texas Tech. Nope. Uh, Baylor. Mm. Um, TCU. A and M. Baylor and A and M. Battle of the Brazos. Uh, I'm trying times. to think where the Brazos River ran. So. And of course, they haven't played that since 2011. Yeah. Backyard brawl. Good. Uh, I'll name one. You name the other. Okay. West Virginia. No, so West Virginia is the one. Is it West Virginia and is it Virginia Tech? Pitt. 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 I guess they're close to each other yeah. geographically I mean, speaking. I mean, two and a half hours. Okay, they've played uh, no, 104 no. times. I've never been to West Virginia. That's a state that is eluded by grass. I saw Georgia play West Virginia um, in the in basketball. Splendable. Oh no, <laughs> I, I can't. Do not bring that up. Uh, and also, they play basketball. I live in D.C. Georgia played uh, at West Virginia. Hmm. Uh, How far I, is I DC it. from West Virginia? From from Morgantown? Yeah, about oh, three hours. No, that's okay. Probably hard to get there with all those. It's roads. not a great way. <laughs> there is no direct route. Um. Okay, this is a good one. This uh, rivalry is called Farmageddon. Oh, ah, <laughs> uh, Farmageddon. I feel like everyone's looking at me. Like I should know this one. Um, it's not Mattoon High it's School. It's not Mattoon High School. Um, sheesh. But it's Farm- in the. It's yeah, I'm sure, it's, I'm sure it's Midwest. Farmageddon. Yeah. Um, Big 12 and Big 12. Yeah, Big 12, Big 12. Uh, Big 12, think, Big 10? No. So it's not Nebraska. Oh, I was thinking Nebraska. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. Iowa State. Uh-huh. And it's not Iowa. No, it's it's Iowa State, Kansas State. Kansas State. Yeah, yeah. Iowa State, Kansas State. Huh. They've played 104 times. That, that, I would not have gotten that. Iowa State was a good yeah. guess, but uh, then the last two we've got one called the Border War. That's is, Oregon. No, that's not Oregon. Is Hold that on. Missouri, Kansas? Missouri, Kansas. It's Missouri, Kansas. Yeah. Uh, they've played 120 times. Have not played since 2011. Mm-hmm. And then finally, the something called the Eli Buck. The uh, Illabuck. Illabuck. Oh, Illabuck. We'll take this one. It's been a while since we've won this one. Uh, it is Illinois, Ohio State. 103 times. Last time they played was 2017. Mm-hmm. Why do Illinois fans think Michigan's the big rival? Yeah. Again, the, the, the dirty secret of Illinois fans is that like we think that like we have a big debate over who our rival is. In yes. basketball, it's Indiana. In football, it's or maybe it's Iowa, or maybe it's Northwestern. And none of these teams They're consider like, Illinois their rival. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> except do for all. maybe Northwestern, and we don't want them to consider us their rival. Right. So beat so, Charlotte this week. Yeah. Twenty four fourteen. Yeah. Yo, you know, I love that Bielma said after the game. You know the first thing he said after the game in the press conference? It's borderline erotic. I uh, know. It's close though. He came in and he said, Yeah, we won, but you know what? I didn't come here to beat Charlotte. Oh. And I was like, dude, uh, he's like, uh, he, said, he said, no offense. I like that. But he said, I, like I did him. not come here to beat Charlotte. And, he, and I he, was like, he didn't say, bring your popcorn and drop the mic. Yeah, like it was, I have to say, that's kind of what I want Illinois coach to say. It was nice to see them win. They, they played the same time as Georgia, so I wasn't paying a lot of attention to the game. I watched the highlights of it, and it looked a little bit like uh, when I see uh, 
like a parent doing highlights of like a Clark Central game. <laughs> no. And uh, so I didn't really get too involved in the game. I didn't listen to the post-game show, but uh, uh, they won. But yeah, he didn't come here to beat Charlotte, and I kind of appreciate it. Charlotte beat Duke this yeah. year. That's who Tech plays this week. Yeah, that, that, that game was Friday night when we got to Charlotte. I was a little disappointed that I could talk no one and go one over there. Yeah, that would have been exciting because I think they tried I, to rush the field. I I would have rushed the field. Illinois has Kentucky to, rushed the field. I'm a – yeah – by the way, I have to talk about this. Um, so my friend Brad, is uh, he did his first year at Kentucky. He's from Owensboro and went to high school with uh, Rex Chapman at mm-hmm. uh, whatever the high school was in Owensboro. But, uh, Owensboro so, High School? Uh, no, it's a private school. I can't remember okay. what it's called. Um, so, but his good friend from Owensboro, uh, his, he and his wife's son are at Kentucky. And he sent me a fantastic video of her sitting under a blanket watching the Florida-Kentucky game. And she is so convinced Florida's going to win. She does not – she doesn't even lean forward in the last play. So this this great visual media. Uh, So she literally, after the last play, it's a a beat. Then she throws off – she throws off the blanket. And then she looks at the camera, and she's like, I don't know what to do. She jumps up and starts doing the the suck it thing. (laughs) And then she starts yelling. She starts yelling. Yeah, and she's like, "This is worth every piece of shit game we've ever been to." It was glorious, and I wish it would post to Facebook. I mean, no, not Facebook, no, can't. Twitter. No, no, I think it's good back. 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 Regretfully, I wanted to post it to Twitter so bad, and for whatever reason, it will not post to Twitter. Mm. Send it to me. I can. I can. Can you really? Because I will. I will. I'll I'll find a way. I was happy for Kentucky. Yeah, absolutely, guys. I was happy for Kentucky. I was happy for me. So, sort of fun football. Make it. Make me want to make that trip to Kroger Field. Next year. You oh, think, I'm going. I'm, that, that game's my favorite road trip, man. You think 15 exits are open, but there's only two. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so before we get into fun office pools, um, we got an email. It's Kroger Field. We got an email, and um, it started saying, not sure if y'all take questions during episodes. And Always. for the record, we do. We just do not solicit questions. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're, we're, not, we're not as social media thirsty like those Chapel Bell Curve people. Those guys. Where they're like, oh, oh, we're taping tonight, but we get so alone. Please make us feel less alone and send us all of your questions because without you, we're nothing. We need, please, please. We, we only do this for social media anyway. Send us your questions. We, there's nothing wrong with that. If that came across as me feeling there was something wrong with it, I hope it didn't. But uh, yeah, so uh, by all means if you ask us a question we'll do it we're just not Probably. gonna ask it maybe maybe we'll answer it ironically yeah we're a little bit like you know we kind of got our own thing here i mean we'd love to have you be a part but you know we're just we're just not as we're just not as desperate as some other people but that's fine you we're know. david they we're david, do the thing we're david chase we're not yeah. playing to the fans exactly exactly they're all fan servicey and that's great if you lack any sort of constitution yourself and just desperate to please your <laughs> listeners by all means do that so I haven't I I haven't done anything since I broke kayfabe. So I uh, kayfabe. How, how do you actually say it? I don't kayfabe. I don't watch man. wrestling. So uh, yes, yeah, so I, 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 I I've been know. saying it wrong for twenty. I don't know years, what's so. right, but ever since I ever since I broke, I I haven't gone after them for a while. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah I'm glad you did. Nice little heel turn. Kind of refreshing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah put Nathan so. and Justin in their place. Also, yeah. by the way, was not a fan of the person they called the dogs. Oh, the AJ Styles? Yeah. Come on, man. I mean, I thought when they said WW or wrestler, I thought they're bringing back Goldberg, but... Harris you know. English would have been better. Yeah. He was there! Yeah. <laughs> he literally was there. I don't even like yeah, Goldberg. One second. We should talk about this. 
Okay. ESPN, if you're listening, next time you do this, which Carrie would have had it, right? <laughs> um, Carrie, not, not you, Jay. Carrie, Easy, yeah. um, Carrie, it doesn't matter. Um, I was really disappointed that they didn't do the head Amen. on the big screen. Yeah. And so, listen, they were on the pace with the clock. They they absolutely timed it to kick off with them finishing up late. Um, next time you do it, just put it on the big screen. I, the, the red coats can march into place so the team can run out. The second course who puts the head on. It feels it like a missed opportunity. Nuts! By God, that place would. I kind of assumed they were doing. Uh, it. I, was I did too. For it. I, was I was waiting, waiting for it. Yeah. yeah. So I was. I was disappointed. So yeah. I just that's a little. I particularly assumed they were doing it because the clock was delayed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of playing to the fans, you missed an opportunity. You did. I also didn't think but the we're backdrop if inside the stadium was ideal. It was. Have you watched it? I, yeah, it looks really good. It, it looked really good. good, but I mean, like when he did the thing, yeah, like it was a spot of the court. I would just—it would have been awesome to do that. Um, it's hard to do it on the field. It's hard to—I mean, they only had like a week and a half to put this together, so I'll give them the bit, uh, like six days really to put this together. Yeah. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. They had a lot of moving parts uh, to come together, but certainly, if you're going to do it for a noon game, how often do you get? So it's a once opportunity to be able to do it. It feels yeah. like I missed it. Could you imagine the madhouse if they had seen him put the bull on? Oh, people would have gone nuts. And then Georgia runs out at that oh, moment. Oh, that would have been great. I kind of thought that's what they were doing because yep. I didn't think he was. I didn't think he was going to put on a raised back. I don't think anyone thought there was going to be a raised back hat. So he wasn't going to hold up a feral hog, thirty or forty of them. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we got an email. Um, and but we didn't ask for it. We, we just we got did. it. Yeah, we, and we appreciate. It. We right. love them. We do. We're just not going to ask for them. Right. Um, so he says, "Not sure if y'all still take questions during episodes. We do, but we just I've been them. doing what all Georgia fans do: cautiously, optimistically, and earnestly watching what seems like very real success on both sides of the ball. And it's brought me to a few questions. So I'm going to implore y'all to give." Very succinct answers because there's more than one question here. Okay. And we're, we're desperately late on time. Isn't that Tony Schiavone from uh, WWE Wrestling? Yes. Yeah. Um, we're desperately late on time, but not desperate for questions. <laughs> That's right. So, first question, real quick, and I think we've, we've, we've answered this. Do we have an offensive identity? I'm glad Will got his bloodlust for man ball game satisfied. <laughs> a lot of people mentioned that this week. I didn't realize I was that bloodlusty for um, it, but I guess I was. He yeah, says, you're a little thirsty. But he says, I very much wanted that, wanted this too. But does that mean we're truly the adaptable offense we need to be? Or are we trending, or I'm sorry, are we treading water, or trying things out until we're healthy? No. No. I think that... Talk. Go ahead. I, uh, from the beginning, Arkansas when they when they backed off, Georgia was I think clearly Munkin was like, mm, let's go. They played the right they played the right offense against that what they were given, and uh, we'll see what happens next time. Yeah, agreed. Todd Munkin is uh, he's the best offensive coordinator we've had in Athens in a very long time, and I include Mike Bobo in that. Question number two: Y'all espousing about Gen X stuff got me thinking. If our team was a Gen X piece of pop culture, what would it be? Okay, this is why my strikes right now because I'm, I'm reading Chuck Kloschman's new book, which oh, is called how the is 90s. It? It's awesome. It's it's exactly what you want it to be, and uh, it's really really good. And so I'm very much in the 90s mindset right now. <laughs> so what? So the question is specifically. He says, if our team, Georgia 2021, were. was a Gen X piece of pop culture, what would it be? Gosh, hmm. I should have 
thought about this before. He has a really, really good essay in there about George H.W. Bush, uh-huh. about how, like, it seems absolutely bizarre that, like, his numbers were, like, 89% approval, and then, like, a year later he lost. And he argues that that's, like, similar. Like, that said something about the decade and how people's, like, shifting viewpoints were. And he also blames on Perot. But anyway, it doesn't matter. The point is, is uh, right now, Georgia is a, George H.W. Bush with an 89% approval rating oh. where you're like, this guy, how... Like, again, one of the reasons that Clinton was nominated, as he successfully argues in the book, is because kind of the Democrats didn't want to put any of their A guys up there because they kind of assumed that Bush was going to win. Uh, so I feel like uh, um, right now Georgia is H- George H.W. Bush with an 89% approval rating, but he lost. So <laughs> so we'll we'll see what happens. The jury's but, out. Yes. Give me Tony, one second. Hold no, on. Tony, Tony's uh, efforting. Um, I'm trying to think of what... Uh, you know, okay, I'll just say something dumb like... Uh, Pearl Jam's 10 album when it came out it hit me like a ton of bricks like I was like oh my god this is the best thing I ever heard so that's what I would relate it to yes. it was actually the second best album by a band from Seattle in that year but sure sure honestly, actually probably the fourth honestly, the 1999 one Miami Hurricanes yeah okay fair enough fair enough question number three less cocaine I hope oh you probably probably I mean on the football team <laughs> yeah Super. there's no two life crew oh wow Okay, so question number three, he says, is a three-parter. I'm going to roll with it. If we lose in the SEC championship game, still make the playoffs, get George Pickens and everyone back healthy, and beat Bama for the title, will A, anything else matter for the next two to three years, B, Kirby will be coached for life, or C, waiting since last Saturday, will promote my GoFundMe for a Georgia tattoo? Uh, tattoos are not that expensive. First off, like you can, if you can afford to get, well, the maybe email. he's getting the whole shield. I'll, the I'll help pay for your tattoo, man. <laughs> yeah, fine. Um, <laughs> so I, 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 the coach for life thing is actually kind of an interesting aspect yeah. of this. Yeah. Is the idea that like is I mean that's obviously he went to school here. He has a long connection here. He's here to win a championship. Like that's not that's clearly why he's here. But like, does he go Saban or does he go? I mean, even like, what does he do? Like, if he wins a title here. If he keeps winning, he stays forever, right? Uh, Does he get ambitious and want to, like, go urban? Like, not specifically (laughs) urban. Um, Wrong week to mention that. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Does he go Harbaugh? Does he go, does he go, uh, yeah, like, does he go, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I I can't argue with that. I mean, I think he I, keeps winning. Yeah, he's coach for life. He's coach if, or he wants to go to the NFL. Like I, mean, honestly, like so, that's the look, listen. A national title doesn't buy you the credit. Used to ask Ed Orgeron. <laughs> yeah, agreed. But even when Orgeron won, there was a sense that he was having a special year. Yeah, that was found money. Yeah, and and I think frankly, uh, Auburn was like that too. Like Gene Chizik, yeah. certainly. Uh, so I think that I do not think if Kirby Smart wins a national championship, there's going to be any sort of sense of. Well, he just got lucky that year. Is, is like, it, he will have been building up to this thing and finally gotten it. Is it possible he's Mark Stoops and wins it and then coaches 16 more years and doesn't win another one? Bob? Bob Stoops, not Mark Stoops. Sure. Is is it, if he wins one and stays here for 16 more years, is it more likely he is Nick Saban and wins four or five? See, I think it's more in the other direction. If he wins two, does he want another Good challenge? Good NFL. Yeah, I see. Yeah, that, that, that to me is That's a fair question. question. Okay. How much and de- yeah, I'll help pay for your head too, man. <laughs> yeah. How much defensive success is owed to the linemen, linebackers, example, Jalen Carter handling three grown men, and is our secondary really ready for when we need them? 
I, I think the question is still out on if the secondary is out. We really need him. I think I. If, I don't know who what team that is. By the way, Alabama. That's the game. That's the team. No, uh, no. I think what you're saying is that what team is that that has uh, questions about their secondary? Yeah, like every team has questions about the secondary. Right. But like Alabama, like they're throwing okay, but like they're not last year's Alabama. They're not. No, they're not last year's player. Alabama. Yeah. Right, but I mean, you know, there's when you look at uh, there's nobody else. That's there's nobody else but right. Alabama. Yeah. Or, I mean, I guess. Spencer Rattler. Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> Oregon? I don't know. All right, last Cincinnati. question. Oklahoma is Cincinnati. still undefeated, by Cincinnati. the way. Cincinnati. I feel like I'm obliged to remind everyone that Oklahoma is still they undefeated. It doesn't, they don't feel undefeated, but they are still undefeated. Yeah. Last question. Any recommendations for places to go eat for new parents? We'll be coming back to the Classic City for the first time next year, and oh. I want to make sure... We do right by our child, who will be roughly a year old. Oh, well, first off, congratulations. Congrats. And then I'll go ahead and let you know. Go dogs forever and ever. Amen. Sincerely, Timothy Watts. All right. He's, Timothy Watts, he's, he's, yes. um, he's out in California. Yeah. So thank you, Timothy. Uh, to go with kids that young, I feel like you want to have them outdoors. So El Barrio, maybe. I feel like maybe El Barrio is a good place to go to. I've never heard of it until I literally just came across them on my phone and have no prior relationship in any way, shape, or form. But I do like their uh, their, their their steak burritos. Yeah. I mean, they, the pond has an awesome place outside, too. Uh, don't take them to the pond. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just don't be that guy. That's me. That's a Tony thing. Um yeah, the, and, and, and there are some other good places to go. Calientitos, Calientitos is, is exactly is where is I was going. Place, it's right. there's a, some there's some rusty playground stuff, but there's some playground. <laughs> yeah, stuff. It's very I yeah, like dangerous it. toys. It's, I dangerous like toys. Dangerous toys in the playground. It's good for kids. Oh, yeah. it's, it's the way that we grow yeah. up. I am like, a, seriously that slide in July will yes. we'll send you the Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a free range parent, and uh-huh. my kids can play in the road some and not anymore, but because they'll break cars. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think Calientitos. Listen, if you're in Athens, it doesn't matter. You're always going to be able to find a good meal go to dog and good barbecue i mean is you can't go wrong all right yeah thanks for that question i nice mean it was just kind of a nice uh you know segment that we didn't int- even anticipate never even asked for N- didn't ask for <laughs> all right um so the standings i don't know how you drop from 35 to 102 but somehow i managed to do that between did, last did you week remember they do it Huh? Did you remember to do it? Yeah, I did it. Make it? I, did I felt it. I very just, good that I held serve considering yeah, the day I had. Yeah, Tony, um, you're you're beating Will and me. Will and I are tied at 102. Tony, you're 77, um, like five points ahead of us. And uh, the leader in the clubhouse is Siski. Joe Siski, U- nice. Yeah, UGA Fu, Papa Doc. Um, yeah, that the kind of rounds it off. And uh, so, yeah, we'll make our picks for this week. Are you ready? Let's do it. All right, let's start in the Big Ten. Uh, undefeated Michigan goes to Lincoln. Uh, strange is a strange feisty. line, but low, very low three and a half point. Nebraska's favorite. feisty, man. They're looking really good. I feel like they've looked good in every game except for Illinois. <laughs> like they, I think they have yeah. legitimately looked good. I mean, his uh, Andy Staples, I think, did his uh, uh, hot seat for every coach in every major conference and frost is cooling off a little bit well, if you destroyed can destroyed northwestern last yeah week. and um go kids um, which we're here for but i would i still i think michigan's got something going on and uh, i'm picking michigan this is a tougher game than you would have thought yeah michigan 
All right, uh, Wisconsin, one and three goes to Champaign. <laughs> this line is like seven. Was it now seven or eight? Nine and a half. Oh, so I think it's gotten down to like eight. Wisconsin looks terrible. <laughs> they and Mertz is hurt, so they look legit. Yeah, he walked off the field. They took him to the hospital. Yeah, right? like it's yeah. not good. Uh, they look legit horrible. Still picking Wisconsin, <laughs> even with even, even with Illinois' win last week, Brandon. It, the main problem with Illinois this this year, I actually think their defense has been better than I thought, and they've got an awesome stable of running backs. Brandon Peters has turned out to be bad, and uh, Illinois Illinois might have the worst quarterback situation in the Big Ten, and uh, it, it's a good reminder again for all your sets and minutes, uh, frustration or or enjoyment. If you have a crap quarterback, it's miserable to watch your team. Like if you just don't have a good quarterback. Nothing else really matters. You have to at least have a base level quarterback, and Illinois doesn't have a good quarterbacks right now. So I'm picking. I'm picking Wisconsin. Whiskey. Give me whiskey. Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious. Um, that, that way. Oh, oh, hey! They've been watching the Sopranos again. Oh, hey. what are you doing? Get me out of here. I said thanks to Bob I don't even know what that means. All right, uh, Georgia Tech goes to Durham and plays Duke. This is a. I got to be honest. I put this game on here because <laughs> I love Tech train needs, wreck. Yeah, it has to win this game. Uh, Cutcliffe got his guys eyes beat in this past week. <laughs> um, I, I, Geoff had a proof of concept two weeks ago, yeah. and then, we were even talking last week. Wow, if they beat yeah, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. Look out, something's they going on. And they absolutely did not. Came in. They didn't even come in second. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll take Tech, but I don't like it. I will yeah. take Georgia Tech. And then uh, I guess game day is going to be here. I mean, it's number four versus number three. Yeah. Penn State, Iowa. No, they're going to the Red River shootout. I don't know. Are they? They're not. They're not going to Iowa City for this. I think they're going to the Texas State Fair. That's horse manure. Yeah. I mean, I could be wrong. They've already been because they went to Iowa State. It's weird. It's weird. Suddenly, you're not guessing. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Penn State at Iowa. I'm just saying. Iowa State City, Iowa is horse manure. Uh, <laughs> like, that's that's also exactly true. literally what it is. I'll go first on this. Iowa's going to beat that. Big on whip that ass. They're going to beat their brains in. Yes. I'm not ready to go Book that it. far, but I I am picking Iowa. Yeah, I like that. By the way, guys. if you want a low key team that's going to make the playoffs, give me Iowa. Right. Mm. And Iowa, Michigan. Undefeated <laughs> Iowa, undefeated Michigan. Big Ten Championship? Which would be basically playing for three and four seasons. Yeah, there's no Right? Yeah. It'd be fun. Yeah. Uh, Red River shootout. I'm not going to call it rivalry. Oklahoma. Uh, Texas at Oklahoma. They still have that, that thing that caught on fire, that Big Tex guy. Didn't they rebuild it? No, I don't. It's like some... It's Big Tex. You know, I don't like, know. like I'm a 40-foot yeah. tall Texan. Okay. And he waves or something. It's like something yeah. straight out of Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Okay. Anyway, like they have fried Oreos Oreos and fried corn dogs and stuff. Which there. I'm here for. Yeah. Give me Oklahoma. The... the What's that? Do you have your Oklahoma schedule open? Because they yeah. need they're starting mm-hmm. starting to irritate me by mm-hmm. not losing the way that Notre Dame. They, was they won by me. six against Kansas State. They won by three versus West Virginia. They won by seven versus Nebraska. Seventy six versus Western Carolina, and won by five against Tulane. But what do they have coming up? They got Texas, then TCU at Kansas, Texas Tech, Baylor, Iowa State, Iowa Oklahoma State. State. They're going to be just irritating yeah, to win all those games, right. like three or four games. So we need Texas to win. Uh, I'm, I'm rooting. I want Oklahoma. Like if I actually am not against Oklahoma as a concept. They're a flying the ointment. They're an, but they're an interesting team when they're good. 
like I like that team that Georgia beat in the playoff was a super fun team. Remember mm-hmm. that? That remember I always reminded one that overtime featured Baker Mayfield throwing a pass to Kyler Murray, which there is a non-zero chance that those two people are playing in the Super Bowl against each other this year, which is crazy. Um, not quite the same as uh, Roquan Smith tackling Nick Chubb uh, Nick, uh, uh, in, the, in the football game I went to. But nevertheless, um, I'm going to take Oklahoma, but someone needs to knock them off. Okay, I'll take Texas in. Oklahoma State's going to do it. But it's Texas, Oklahoma. Yeah, he's no, saying bad Oh, I thought you were confused. Yeah. He's that... a man, he's 50. Okay, so you, now who, who, he's 50. So you think Oklahoma wins? I said Oklahoma. Okay, all right. Wasn't listening. All right, North Texas goes to Missouri. Missouri needs a win. <laughs> this is a trolling one to put on. I put this on there because it's like, did you see what happened last week? I think yeah. Missouri wins. They but... fired their defensive coordinator this week. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, right? That's not a good sign. I think his I'm... name was Jethro. It was Jethro Tull. <laughs> I will take, I'll, I'll take, I'll take Missouri. I'll take Missouri. And then uh, Carolina goes to Tennessee. I don't know if Carolina's ready. I'm going to take Tennessee, but. Uh, it would week, be a very Tennessee thing to do to lose this game. Last week felt like fool's gold. There's mm. there's no chance they score how many ever points they scored against Missouri. Missouri just looked like sixty two. They there's like four massive. Well, did you see the thing? Missouri plays. changed their offense for their defense. Excuse me for that game. Really? That was the thing they changed. Their, they they switched their defense because they thought Tennessee was going to do a certain thing. Oh. It's the first time all year they played their defense that way. Bad idea. Yeah, man. it turned out to be a very bad idea. Uh, I'm taking Tennessee. Okay, uh, Bama goes to A&M. I mean, okay, Bama. <laughs> that's the 8 o'clock, eight o'clock uh, CBS game, Bama. That's, that's, that's not turned out the way they thought that was nope. going to turn out. Mm-mm. I mean, having your quarterback get hurt and the backup. By the way, why is nobody yelling about Jimbo Fisher's backup quarterback? Yeah. <laughs> Don't kiss my ass. <laughs> Arkansas, Mississippi. How ironic. Both teams yeah. that were set up to This is win, the third place but, game. Yeah. This is the third place game of last week. <sighs> I think Mississippi gets them. I I have a really hard time picking Mississippi in this game. It's I mean you were talking about clash of two styles. Um, I, I, I I'm willing to go with Mississippi here, um, but and it's a very important but um, if Mississippi does not do a good job of blocking in the middle, um, and and if Matt Corral gets in a situation where he's like. Trying to improvise, it could get it could be end up being a long day. But I think Mississippi. I'm also taking Mississippi. LSU and Kentucky. <laughs> this is a fun one. This is a fun one, man. Uh, I'm taking Kentucky. I I, I, I want the, I want it. Too. So I'm, ta- I'm yeah. taking Kentucky. C A T S cats cats cats. Yeah. Look at us wow. picking Kentucky three zero over LSU, which means another top ten matchup. Which That's is right. if you had asked us in August how many top ten matchups we would have in. Athens, we've been like <laughs> yeah, exactly twenty four, yeah, yeah. Yep. two thousand twenty four, yeah. And then at three uh, thirty, uh, Jordan Hare Stadium, Georgia goes down to Auburn for the hundred twenty sixth meeting of the South's oldest rivalry. I think um, if things go well for Georgia, if they start fast, like, and I have no reason to think they won't because that's what that's been their mo for the entire season, and um, I, I don't think that the hostile crowd noise of people that got into Auburn because they couldn't get into Georgia. And that's the truth. That happens. That's what, that's what happens. Um, that they're all excited about it, but this game could get away from Auburn very quickly. And I, I could definitely see a score, a crazy score of like 47 to three, 48, nothing. I think something like that could definitely happen. 
It's not gonna. Georgia is going to go out to an early lead, but Auburn, I can sense them kind of hanging around, being able to weather the storm because, like Tony and Will said earlier, uh, the Bo Nix factor. I think that he he gives and he takes us away. And I think that uh, similar to when last time Georgia was down there, I think a couple of big plays at the end will help seal the victory. I think it's going to be a lot closer than we think and we hope. I see Georgia winning 28-14. to 14. So the line on this appears to be 14 and a half. That sounds about right, actually. Uh, I think that... I still like Auburn crowds freak me out, man. Like they get loud. Are you and, going? Uh, I don't have any tickets yet. Uh, I'm keeping an eye out. They're a little pricey for me to be into. Like I can do it, but I'm not sure it's worth it. Like, it's worth it for. It's hard to get out of there too. Yeah, <laughs> like and it's also possible the Cardinals might be playing a playoff game that night. Mm-hmm. So I'm waiting to see whether the Cardinals win on Wednesday, and then if prices go down a little bit. If anyone's listening and you've just got one lying around, I'll uh, I'll, I'll buy you a beer, but. Um, uh, generally speaking, that crowd has me like this is it should not be understated that this is the only real road game they have this year. And I mean, if you want to count Tennessee, you can, but you shouldn't. This is the this is a tough game, and this is a time where that really is starting off the three game stretch that will decide whether they make the playoff. Forget the SC championship game; they're making the playoffs if they win play if they, playoff if they win these extra games. They're just, it's a barring something truly catastrophic happening. It's, it's, it's hard to imagine they're like, well, throw these extra games. I do think this is the toughest one. I think the crowd is going to be a factor. I, I don't think it would be a factor if Georgia runs off, runs out 21, nothing. Then I think, I don't think 48, three, but if they run out 21, nothing like then I'm not sweating, nothing. I'm not sweating it the way I wasn't sweating Vanderbilt the way I wasn't sweating Arkansas. I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, I'm going to, I can see this being closer than you'd like it to be at halftime and everyone kind of raising an eyebrow a little bit. And then Georgia just kind of pulling away, uh, particularly if, like, Knicks makes a mistake, which I think that he will. I will take Georgia 34, Georgia 31, Auburn 17. Um, so I wrote a score down here, which I'll get to in a minute. Uh, it's based on a couple things. The first one is that. The entire time I watched LSU Auburn the other night, I watched Bo Nix run around doing Bo Nix stuff, and I literally was salivating at the thought <laughs> of Carter or uh, Johnson or Adams. I mean, sorry, uh, Anderson or Dakota Dean or whomever chase him down the backfield. Um, I think I think Will's right. I don't think we jump out to a twenty-one nothing lead. Um, and I'm not saying we're going to be rattled, even though I think Vern and Gary are going to say that several times early, because I think it's probably close at halftime. Um, I also think by the time we get to the fourth quarter, frankly, I think a, a, a good a good model for this game is last year's Georgia-Alabama game. Game really close. Georgia was ahead at halftime, pulled away early in the third quarter. I think by the fourth quarter, Georgia's going to be running the ball up the middle like Urban Meyer. And... Um, <laughs> We win 31 to 13. 31 13. He just Is that a football joke or a bar joke? <laughs> oh, he's, he's in football? <laughs> he did apologize. By the he way. did go well, right we up did. He, he went right up the to middle. His team, his family, and owner, Shad Khan, University of Illinois alum, by the way. Yeah. After a viral video surfaced over the weekend that showed a young woman dancing close to his lap at a restaurant <laughs> in Columbus, Ohio. Whatever you do, do not Google Urban Meyer alternative video. Do not Google 
Urban Meyer alternative video. <laughs> if you happen to see the alternative video, my up the middle joke will make more sense. <laughs> I have to say, I'm for. I uh, the, by the way, my weekend, my my birthday is Sunday. Oh, happy birthday! I will be, be forty six years old. So old, I know. And uh, I, as I pointed in my newsletter this week, I'm th- I'm literally in three years. I'm the age of Marlon Brando in The Godfather. <laughs> oh, really the Godfather. That's disturbing in a lot of different ways. I'm the, age, I, of, I, I'm age of Marlon Brando, and he died. I don't even need to shave. <laughs> still, um, but anyway, Urban Meyer is 57 years old. Imagine being a 57 year old man and having to go into a room of like. 22 and 23 year olds who might who like you know already think that you're kind of a yokel Mm -hmm. uh and have to go in there and he says says he apologized in a team meeting on monday and said multiple times it was stupid to put himself in such a compromising position last friday quote i just apologize to the team and staff for being a distraction uh uh, just stupid. So I explained everything that happened and owned it. Just stupid. Should not have. Pu- should not have put myself in that position. Meyer did not fly back to Jacksonville with the team last Thursday night. Instead, went to Columbus to visit with his grandchildren. Hmm. Also, I, I, I'm not a grandparent. I don't know what I'll be like in a grandparent, but. I feel like that's not. Uh, well, can you give us some context? Where were the grandchildren while Urban Meyer was sitting at the bar? Oh, so here's the here's the quote. Meyer said he and his family members went to his restaurant, Urban Meyer's Pint House, on Friday night, and people at a nearby event asked to take photos with him. Meyer said he should have left when people tried to get him to dance with him. Quote, there was a big group next to our restaurant, and they wanted me to come over and take pictures, and I did. They were trying to pull me out in the dance floor, screwing around, and I should have left. I have to tell you, um, I know the video was only nine seconds. Uh, yeah, we've all been there, right? Uh, I mean, he's but, like John uh, Calipari, but... Oh, boy. Just, uh... I, when I remember when I was a kid, and I would look at adults, and I thought, wow, adults are not idiots. And they totally are. <laughs> they totally... It's a 57-year-old man getting a lap dance at his own pint house. What a time. I, mean, I, I think it's safe to say that it's the first time ever. It's not a lap dance. That's that's no, not, it wasn't a lap dance. Not, Urban Meyer did go under center. And <laughs> that's that's the tweet. Okay, everyone. We will be back for a post game on Sunday uh, to uh, discuss uh, this Auburn game, which I may or may not be at. Uh, Tony, Tony is. we are seeing the, the Tony in his, in his purest state. Right now. Um, all right. Good luck, by the way, to the Braves uh, this weekend. <laughs> and good luck uh, to the Cards. And um, and uh, we'll uh, in their one game. We'll talk next week. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. uh, we'll talk. Come on. We got Cardinal fans. Braves should be rooting for Georgia native uh, Adam Wainwright. No, he tweeted. It, 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 this could be this could be his last time. Uh, this could be a last run, right? Yeah. I mean, he's coming back next year, but it could be his last playoff game. Yeah, that's what I mean. And he has, he has tweeted support for Georgia football in the past. Oh, yes. Just give him all sure. Well, he was he was a Georgia baseball signee before the Cardinals stole him. Braves. Trade him for GD Drew, by the way. Anyway, sure. uh, be safe out there, and we'll talk next week. Um, and hey, uh, go dogs! Go dogs! And thanks so much for listening. We'll be back on Sunday with our post-game episode, hoping for a stress-free Saturday, as I'm sure y'all are too. Safe travels to any of you road dogs heading down to Auburn, and let us know if you're going by sending us a tweet on Twitter. You can follow us at WSLS Podcast. Links to our podcast sponsor restaurants are located in the show notes of this episode. So before we see you next time, enjoy your weekend and we'll see you on campus for sure. 
next Saturday. And as always, go dogs.